This drink, I like it. I know, it's great, right? Another! What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to a brand new episode of Film on Tap, where we've got the tap that never runs out. Feels like it's been more than two weeks. I don't know. Do you guys feel that way? I feel like it's it's felt like it's been more than two weeks. It's been two weeks. It's felt okay. like a long two weeks if you're following <laughs> the box office. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> is this what it feels like to be on an island? All right, I'll throw up yep. a flare. Fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, you sounded like you're announcing a boxing match. It's beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. Um, but yeah, okay, so whatever. I missed you guys. Fuck it. Um, so mm-hmm. today we're going <laughs> to... We don't have a ton to talk about today. Shockingly, in the span of two weeks, not a ton has come out in terms of news, trailers, uh, movies. So today we're, we're going to be talking about a few things, but we're going to be talking about these few things in depth for you so today we've got a trailer to talk about we got a big movie to talk about and we also got a fun little last segment for you as well so first up today we've got a trailer for a new netflix film but i think this one might be released in theaters beforehand if i'm not mistaken andres you usually know this information yeah it's gonna get a small theatrical distribution but that's about it that's my man in the field <laughs> he 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 knows he knows the things I need confirmed. Um, yes, and that, back to you, yeah, Tom. Yeah, but you need the delay. You need the delay. That was the one thing I I, th- I forget what movie I was watching, but they had a news segment and they were like calling out to their like representative in the field, and it was like an instantaneous response. And I'm like, I'm taken out of the movie. Lies. <laughs> I was like, Nope, that is not how that works. There's always at least a two to three second delay. <laughs> We saw think, all of that with all the hurricane updates this oh, I'm week, sure. for sure, <laughs> and the earthquake. Oh my yeah. Gosh. Okay, really um, quick side note. Since yeah, go we for have, it. We, since we only have two things to talk about, you know, we got time to derail. Um, we have three things to talk about. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> we'll say two and a half. Um, but <laughs> I was on Zoom with Jindoyan and Khan, and we were uh, like testing the game that he made, and that's when the earthquake hit, and all of a sudden I was like, oh shit. Oh shit! <laughs> it just started going out of frame. He's like, they're like, what is happening? I was like, there's an earthquake right now. Yep, two seconds happening. from two seconds from getting under my table. Let me tell you, it scared the crap wow. out of me. Oh, oh, you, oh, god, oh goodness! All right, you want you want to hear something really hilarious as nope. well too? Okay, so <laughs> here, so here in Boston on Friday, um, over in Weymouth, we actually had a tornado advisory, and then really? you know what? I woke up to the freaking to the freaking national alert going off on my phone, and then right next to it, as soon as I swiped the alert away, guess who decided to drop a movies I have movies I should have seen. Tom, you oh, tr- you dropped the episode of Twister. <laughs> I mean, look, perfect is my timing, timing perfect? Yes. <laughs> and look, I had no idea that was even happening, so that's purely coincidence. Bullshit. Don't give me that look. You know, you know what's weirdly enough is that I came out with that video, and for some reason, so many people have come up to talk to me about that, like, at work. They're like, oh, you know, I love Twister. You know, what made you want to watch this? See? <laughs> I was like, look at this, bringing people together. It's great. Um, love it. But, yeah. Uh, anyway, wow, we got way off topic yeah, there. Sorry. But the trailer yeah, we <laughs> that we're going to be talking about today it has uh, is nothing not to the, do with it, weather. It's not going to be the trailer for Hurricane Heist, I promise you, people. It is going to be the trailer for... Uh, the new Leonard Bernstein biopic that is starring and directed by Mr. Bradley Cooper, and it also stars uh, Carrie Mulligan, right? Yeah, Carrie Mulligan. I feel mm-hmm. like I always get her confused mm-hmm. with Michelle Williams. 
Yeah, they are very similar. It's usually yeah. like a 50-50. It's like, I feel like I see those two the way most people see Michael, Sarah, and Jesse Eisenberg. Mm, yeah, basically yeah. the same person. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, I mean, we got our first teaser trailer for it. It doesn't show a ton, but it gives you a kind of feel uh, for the film, the tone it's going for. It gives you a sense of the performances that we got going on here. What did we think about this tease? Let's start with Nancy on this one. Um, here's the thing. I feel like if you're going to give a teaser trailer you should definitely give something that's going to entice me to watch it. I do mm -hmm. love me a biopic, but there's nothing about this that like, stood out where I want to go see it. It's just basically them talking, and then that's it. Um, so yeah, there's nothing very intriguing about this trailer. I, I am hoping that we get more, especially too, if you don't know who this person is. The, literally the only way I know this person is from uh, R.E.M.'s End of the World song, where they're like, <laughs> Leonard Bernstein. It's the best part of the song. Yeah. Um, that's about it. And okay. obviously, we can't talk about this trailer without the Without talking about Nosegate. Yes, Nosegate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever fucking seen. Like, are you it's kidding me with this? Okay, listen. Bradley Cooper, uh, in real life, has a little bit of a large He's got nose. a schnoz. He's got yeah. a schnoz. <laughs> and when you look at the pictures of the real life yeah, Leonard Bernstein. and the Bernstein, guy has a schnoz. It's smaller than Bradley Cooper's natural nose. So Not why only that, the but world? the family came out to defend the prosthetic. So shut the fuck up. Oh, oh no, see, I'm <laughs> on the other side of this. No, 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 no. I don't think that he should have done that. Are you saying you're okay with the prosthetic? What? I mean, honestly, I don't think he even needed it after like no, seeing pictures of what he looked like. I feel like, okay, it's a little bit of like an accentuation, but I wasn't like taken out of the trailer by it. No, no, no. Well, that's not the issue. The issue is that a lot of people in the Jewish community are like, this is perpetuating Jewish stereotypes but, of like, but you can't, you're not Jewish. You can't say, I, like, no, I'm I just, just saying it's just like. <laughs> like, but like, have, like pictures of the guy, like he has a bigger nose. Like this is not trying to like poke fun at them or like make any sort does of. It. But that's that's my problem with it is that it doesn't look like the real guy in real life. Like Bradley Cooper by himself, somewhat looks like the guy. There was literally no reason to put a prosthetic nose on him. Uh, that's the issue. I mean there's to nose or not to nose that is the <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying it's like okay if i like with someone was portraying me and they were wearing a fucking sombrero right i'd be like what was the point of that like okay, there's that's no a... reason to <laughs> oh that. my oh, come god on, come that's... on with that <laughs> no really? but if it's like if you have someone who wears traditional clothing and then you have someone who wears like a very stereotypical type of it then there's a difference i'm just saying it's very stereotypical for no reason at all and that's okay. my qualm with it. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. Andres, how do you feel about this? and we got a pink nose. <laughs> how do you feel about the trailer and Nosegate? <laughs> I think the teaser is exactly what it is, a teaser. And I do have to agree with Nancy. It doesn't give too much to be excited about or it doesn't give you that carrot just yet. Like, if anything, I think Bradley Cooper, when putting together this trailer, was very much, like, on, on the side of that this that the prosthetics and the performance were going to be the talking point. And it was, but not for all the right reasons. And honestly, the no with the thing with the nose, 
I think people have just run out of things to complain about these days. We're in the middle of a strike. There's no news whatsoever. I mean, no one complained about Jared Leto putting on all those prosthetics for freaking House of Gucci. And it's it's something... It's not the same. It would no no but but here's the thing this is based on a real this is he based on a real the room. <laughs> <laughs> yes I mean but th- this performance is based on a real person and to accentuate certain features so that you look more like this person like you know Gary Oldman as Winston Churchill or any of these other any of these other people that that have put prosthetics to resemble somebody, this is not necessarily them being like, oh, you know what? This character's Jewish. You know what? Let's just give him a big nose. It's like, no, they're trying to be uh, misguided as it was. They're trying to be as authentic to the actual person. So I mean, intentions, intentions probably weren't that, but you're saying to be authentic to the person, but it looks less like the person by doing that. I think that's the confusing part. And we already had this lesson with, um, uh, what's her face from Guardians? Uh, she plays Gamora. Zoe Saldana? Yes, Zoe Saldana. She already got like she already got backlash for this when she was playing um, a musician and she had put on a prosthetic nose you know she already got backlash from the community for doing that because it again it feeds into a stereotype and it just i feel like we should have learned our lesson with this already and i don't know why they're doing that i don't think it's a a boring news week i think people in the jewish community don't want to like have someone wear a prosthetic nose when it's not necessary Mm. sorry no, it's okay. We'll invent it out there. We, we're all entitled to our opinions. Yeah. It's, it's a yeah. huge argument. Let's not let it tear us apart. This isn't a game I... of Monopoly. But in all fairness, I see both sides of the argument. I'm yeah, just, I do. I'm, I'm, just pre- I'm just pretty much just kind of like... There were more offensive things in the past, like Far two years, <laughs> than this. It's like, okay, I get, I, I get it. Tom, let us know what you think. Uh, I mean, honestly, I just like when, when people say like, oh, yeah, that, you know, that's offensive. You know what I think is really fucking offensive? The freaking stereotypical robots from Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Anyone remember those? <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, no. Dear and, and, Lord. And, and, <laughs> and like and like even in those films, too, like he wasn't. Wasn't freaking one of the Transformers like a big, big Jewish stereotype? And you just kept going, oh, like, like just all the stuff. You're like, what is know. going I to block on? Those movies from my memory. Yeah. yeah. Also, if it was <laughs> Sebulba was a big know. Jewish stereotype. <laughs> Oof. Oh. It's, yeah. It's. <laughs> let's not go down this road, everybody. Let's. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I was it's like, a dangerous one. How many stereotypes yeah. can we break up yeah, in one it's episode? A dangerous one. Let's not mimic the stereotypes. <laughs> yeah. Um. But don't go down spe- that route. Yeah. But speaking on the movie itself, like you both said, it's a teaser. It doesn't show much. I think really the thing that stuck out to me the most was the cinematography, which looks gorgeous you know bradley cooper's using the same cinematographer that he used for a star is born which is another gorgeous looking movie and i loved a star is born i loved what he did with that movie i thought it's such a well-directed film and i'm excited to see what he does next as a director and this looks very much in his wheelhouse and i i think that he he's good at tackling these movies about music i think there seems to be like a theme here 
Um, I'm excited for it. I don't really know much about Leonard Bernstein. I know some of his music, um, but I don't really know anything about the man. So it'll be interesting for me to learn some things. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'll definitely give it a watch on Netflix, but I'm looking forward to, you know, the next trailer, which will hopefully show a lot more and make me want to see it a little bit more. But it's an okay, it's an okay teaser. It teases, it does its job, but it doesn't really get me all that excited. Didn't really get any of us excited. Um, <laughs> except about, you know, arguing with each other. <laughs> I love, me a good, I love me a good banter. I love me a good bantering argument. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I sure so you know, definitely let us know what you think of the trailer in the comments below if you do happen to check out the teaser trailer for Maestro. But moving on to the main event of this week's episode, and that is Blue Beetle, everyone, the new superhero film from DC. This is pretty much like the first film that will feature a character that will be for sure in James Gunn's <laughs> DC he universe be. going forward. We'll let's, see. Let's we'll see. see. Let's yeah, see like, this box Honestly, <laughs> at this point, let's see. Um, but anyway, uh, we got our, you know, finally got a chance to check it out this weekend. You know, there's been a lot of, you know, uh, hype, especially in the Latino community for this movie because, you know, it, it really looks like it's representing um, – that demographic really well. Obviously, you guys can speak to that more than I can, which I'm very much looking forward to hearing what you guys have to think about it or say about it, rather. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Blue Beetle. We're going to be talking spoilers as well. So if you haven't seen the movie, definitely uh, stop watching or listening to this episode. Come back after you've seen it. But yeah, you have been warned. Let's talk about Blue Beetle. Let's just talk general thoughts first, like what we thought of the movie overall, and then we'll dive into uh, specifics like we usually do. So this one, let's start with Andres. I know you were really excited about this movie for a while, so I'm curious to see what you thought of this one. Well, overall, at the end of the day, I thought that the movie, the intentions were really, really, really great in terms of just trying to bring us the story of uh, Jaime Reyes as well. And seeing a character in the community that's not nearly as represented in the superhero movies, like I argue you can't really name too many Latino superheroes right off the bat. I can name you more Latino villains, especially with last year with Black Panther, but you know, it's it's one of those things where we don't necessarily get a lot of positive, um, a lot of positive representation, especially in superhero movies. Like, you know, I mean, everyone's like, oh, well, what about uh, what's his name from? Um, what about Michael Pena from Ant Man? And I'm like, I'm like, no, no. Very stereotypical. I, I, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That, come on, we can all agree. <laughs> yeah. Very, very yeah. stereotypical, but then people will tell you to get over it. Just like how people told me to get over the overt racism in the Latin community in Cobra Kai. I don't care what people say, I'm still not watching that show. <laughs> I still haven't watched it either. Seen so. it. No, yeah, I've yeah. never seen it. Okay. Yeah, but, high five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can agree on something. Yeah. There we Fuck go. peer pressure, am I right? Peer pressure is <laughs> a choice. <laughs> but yeah, but this is a character that is is a very interesting get for the DC universe. So just the whole backstory and just how other otherworldly it gotten as well. And just the the interpretation of the dynamics of the family, I think is particularly really interesting about this. But I will say as much as as much as great stuff I had to say about it, there's so many things that are generic about this movie that it just feels like I mean, it feels like a script that was written for HBO Max, and it was. But they, but they did do everything as much as they can to bump it up. However, I did have a fun time with the movie. But this is this is sort of like for me, it was like great. I'm seeing Latin representation on screen, but 
God, I want it to be on the level of Black Panther. I want it to be like a freaking event. Whereas this just kind of felt like, okay, Warner Brothers, they just gave it to us. We should be happy for it. And that's pretty much about it. So overall, I, I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed the family dynamics. But I will say it's not a perfect movie. And when I say it's not a perfect movie, I will say there are certain aspects about the family that you need to take a massive leap of faith on, and you just need to just check your brain at the door and not ask any questions. And we'll get more into that with the spoilers. But overall, I had a good time with it. It's not going to be... I, I, I don't even think it's going to break my, my top 20 of the year, but, you know, it's it's there. <laughs> wow, it's, it's there. It's just there. <laughs> Wow. Hanging out. Wow. Now that's an opinion on a movie. All right, Nancy, I don't know. Is there a glimmer of hope at the end of your tunnel? Let's see. I really enjoyed this movie a lot more than I thought I would. Um, You know, I think one of the things that I really liked about it was that I was able to take my dad with me to go see it. And when we walked out, he's like, you know, I think your mom actually would have liked that. My mom hates superhero movies. So for his birthday, Father's Day, we usually take him out to go see movies that, you know, he doesn't really go see because mm-hmm. my mom doesn't want to go and he doesn't want to go by himself. Um, so I thought it was really cool to hear him say that, you know, my mom probably would have enjoyed it because there is a lot of that Hispanic culture in it. It's so funny. Uh, I think George Lopez was great. As soon as he rolled up in his truck playing La Chona, I was like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> this is my jam. Uh, it was great. And they have Selena in there, too. Just so many <laughs> references that, you know, I adored greatly. I will agree with Andres. The superhero aspect of it was just pretty generic. I'm hoping that it's because it's a lot of setup for him becoming the Blue Beetle and getting a sense of, you know, his family um and all that so i'm hoping if we continue on with him that we'll get a little bit more of who he is as a person and just a, more of the superhero aspect and just making it a, a you know a lot cooler um andres you compared it to black panther and i think one of the things is it is very small in that aspect where you you are just with the family a lot of times um so i think it doesn't have that bigger feel uh, in that sense, and maybe that is what was lacking from it, since we've had so many superhero movies before. It is hard to start off with like a small, small uh, community, I guess you could say, and then build towards that. So, but overall, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Okay, so we have differing opinions there. Let's see where I fall. Um, Blue Beetle. I went in with pretty low expectations. Uh, I never really listened to like the instant reactions coming out of the theater. I never trust those because no. most of the time they're like you know, so effusive and positive and over the top. And, you know, it's just ridiculous. And you can never really take them uh, at face value. But for me, I just I went in with low expectations. I was hoping to enjoy myself. And ultimately, I think Blue Beetle is okay. I think it's just a very okay movie. I think all the good things about it have to do with stuff outside of the superhero stuff and that's you know Mm -hmm. the the family you know our lead characters you know that whole family dynamic i think is what makes this movie so unique and flavorful and i think is what makes it stand out from other especially other dc movies that have come out recently but every time it tries to shift gears into becoming a superhero film what it's you know trying to be 
it fails. And I think it feels extremely generic, very cliche. It's just like from the villains to the visuals to the action sequences uh, to the trajectory of our main character. It all just feels like we've been there, done that. Uh, and where it just it feels ultimately like I feel like the worst thing I could probably say about it is that it feels like a superhero movie that was made in like the early 2000s that like would have come out yeah. maybe like 2005, 2006 and probably would have wowed me back then and I would have really enjoyed it a lot more. But it just kind of feels a little cheap, if I'm being honest. It kind of feels – it feels almost like yeah. an HBO Max kind of superhero film, which is what I was fearing it might. Uh, I just felt like it probably could have used a bigger budget um, and just more of a creative vision, I think. There are glimmers of creativity there with some of the action sequences that I wish they took further, but they didn't. But ultimately – I think I really enjoyed the characters, the family dynamic. There was a couple of times I actually teared up because they did some things really well, especially with some of uh, uh, the character interactions, some things that happen with it that we'll talk about. Um, but all the superhero stuff failed for me, and I think that's ultimately why this movie just didn't quite come together for me, and I just thought it was okay. It's a mixed bag, mixed bag. Um, mm -hmm. But let's talk spoilers, people. Let's talk about what we liked, what we didn't like. But let's start with the positive. Let's not go to negative town just yet. Um, let's talk about the things we liked. You know, we've hinted at that we love the whole, you know, Latino family dynamic. You know, let's talk about that because I think everyone in this cast, Sholo, <laughs> where's your post-it that you were showing me before oh, the show? I, I had it here somewhere. Because apparently oh, I, I was pronouncing his first name completely wrong, um, which is not a surprise if you've been listening or watching yeah. this show. Um, <laughs> so they've been coaching me. <laughs> Um, so Sholo Maraduena, I think I got his last name right. I think I nailed that. There um, you go. Yeah, there we go. I know a tilde when I see one. Hey. <laughs> All right. Here's your Latino card, Tom. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I expected to be laminated within 10 minutes. Um, I think... All right. Now I'm taking it back. <laughs> That's fair. That's you fair. <laughs> that tracks for me. Um, but I think that he's fantastic in the lead. I have not seen Cobra Kai, so this is the first I've seen of him. I think he's really likable and charismatic. He's great in the dramatic scenes. And I think he's someone I want to see more in the DCEU, this new DCEU that James Gunn is bringing us. Uh, I, I like him as the character. I think there's a lot of potential here. Um, yeah, and I loved him. I loved the family. George Lopez was freaking hilarious. I'm not the yeah, biggest right. George Lopez guy, so that's saying something for me that I really enjoyed him in the movie. Um, but I think the heart of this movie is what really kind of won me over for the most part, where it went to some darker places I actually didn't expect it to go, and I, I yeah. applaud it for that. I just wish that there was more focus on that than the superhero stuff, because any time it veered into that superhero territory, I completely lost interest and frankly got bored. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well... I don't know about you guys, but I definitely thought that obviously we're in spoiler talk. I definitely thought the grandma was going to die. I was like, they're going to have to have something sad that happens that brings them all together. I was like, oh, no, I, I know Grandma's what Chekhov's done go. when I, when I see him with the freaking yeah. with, with the heart attack at the beginning. I was like, oh, oh I, wonder, I had a heart attack. Yeah, no, I was like, I wonder if that's going to come back at some oh, key point. I forgot about that. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah. I thought the grandma was going to die. I was like, oh, man. But I will I say. I want to see her I, spinoff. Right? <laughs> I will Don't say, say it too loud because HBO might hear you. <laughs> no, you know, what I There were a lot of themes in this that I could relate to. Um, that scene in particular when they're talking about all the bad stuff that has gone on. I don't know if this is a Hispanic thing, but my family is the exact same way where they're like, oh yeah by the way like this person passed away or like oh yeah by the way like I, I gotta go into surgery tomorrow no big deal it's like 
you almost keep it to yourself until you absolutely have to tell the other person some bad news. And so I mm -hmm. 100% related to that. I was like, oh, yeah, that's my family to a T. So when they're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, by the way, I also had a heart attack. I was like, oh, yeah, that that 1000% makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if your family is like that, Andres, but my family is oh, yeah. 100% like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Har hardcore. My dad, my dad has been in the hospital twice. And I've only found out about it like literally a day or a day and a half later when I was living with them, by the way, mind you. <laughs> yeah. So it was just hilarious. Well, all of a sudden, like my, my mom's like, oh, yeah, your dad went in for surgery uh, last night because he was feeling a little bit of pain. Uh, if, if you're feeling a little bit of pain, you don't need to go into surgery. That, that must have yeah. been a lot. What's going on? It's like, mm -hmm. oh, something happened, cholesterol or whatever. But, like it was it, it was so many things. And then like the same thing had happened with um, the pandemic. Uh, two years ago where all of a sudden my mom's like, now listen, everyone's okay, but your dad had a really bad case of COVID four weeks ago. I was like, what? Why, why do you tell me? And I had that same moment that, that uh, Jaime has where he's like, I could have, I could have, I could have come down. Yeah. No, 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 no. We got it. <laughs> yeah. No, we're good. We're it's good. such a cultural thing. And then I feel like that circles back around too when, you know, the dad passes away and the grandma's like, there's no, there's no time to cry right now. Like we got to handle our business and take care of each other and you know go help him. So we don't got time for this. Suck it up, get it together. We got work to do. And I feel like that is such a like Hispanic thing, cultural thing. It's but it's something that I appreciate it because I feel like you know we're very strong people and I feel like it was very mm -hmm. represented in this movie and I loved it. Absolutely, and even though even the scene where all of a sudden the grandma just goes. Now we cry. I, I immediately started getting waterworks right there. I was like, oh, God, that, that, is, that is so on point. But you know what else is also on point? And I don't know if this, um, I don't know how well this hit with everybody, but the Tenelovera references yes. in the movie are just spot on. And Chispirito Rojo. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's so, it, like, like, it feels like something that, like, might alienate. Um, the primary American audience, but for us, the Latinos, like we all saw all those telenovelas back in the day, and we all know all those references, even just subconsciously. Like you're like, oh yeah, I remember my parents watching that in the background. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's about it's about a it's about a what's called it's sort of like a rags to riches story where you know, oh she falls in, it's like a pretty woman, but in in the Latin culture, and I'm like, oh yeah, no, we we absolutely got all those. But yeah. it was just it was just really fun to see. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, is it it's Chespirito Rojo? Um, Nancy. Uh, honestly, it's been so long, I have no idea. <laughs> Magic, I, just know, uh, I, I don't know the, the name, I just know the. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but yeah honestly, because it's, it's the same dude as the Chao del Ocho. Yeah, yeah, so that that that's the one I was most familiar with. I, honestly, I was like, oh my god, if they put on Caso Cerrado right now, oh I my would god. fucking lose it. <laughs> I would, I really thought they were going to for a second. I was like, oh my god, that would have been amazing. Um, but yeah, no, all the references. We also have to talk about the mistranslations, which I thought were fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. Um, I can't remember if I put this in the chat, but I don't know if you noticed, Tom. You, text, you texted it to me, Nancy, okay. I think. I don't know if you noticed this, Tom, but so there's a part where, you know, he becomes like Blue Beetle, like the Blue Beetle in, his, in a sense, and he's starting to walk away, and the mom come, brings him back. She's like, come here. And she tells him in Spanish go kick their asses 
But what she said was pinche tu madre. And I was like, that is not what that means at all. Nope. Yeah. And, there's some. Uh... <laughs> and I, what was hilarious was I leaned over to my dad because like maybe I'm just I was like, is that what that translates to? And he starts laughing. He's like, no, that definitely does not mean that. So mm-hmm. I thought that was hilarious. And for anyone oh, yeah. who doesn't know, that essentially boils down to like go fuck your mom or something like that. Like, yeah, go, 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 go fuck, fuck their mom. mother. Yeah, go fuck their mothers. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. No. But, 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 it, but it's also just like a really, a really Latino thing where a lot of, a lot of like the swear words are just like really creative, yeah. really, really creative, nasty things. Like one of my favorite ones is, I gran puta me cago en tu madre. It basically means, it basically means like shit in your mom. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> like the back translations on those make no sense, but yeah. it's like, popular uh, popular vernacular for the culture (laughs) but it's so funny that like you can loosely use that language and like a lot of people aren't going to pick up on it you know and it gets a pg-13 right (laughs) because you know it's yeah it's hilarious i think they said like pendeja a lot which was yeah so funny to me i just uh, it was hilarious (laughs) (laughs) and i don't know if you guys know craig actually pointed this out to me that um the reason his uh truck he named Taco is because it's a Toyota Tacoma. And I was like, oh my God, that's fucking hilarious. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't nice. even nice notice detail. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we Latinos, we love our Toyotas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. But I think George Lopez was my favorite out of the family. Yeah, he so was he, he was a lot of fun. But yeah, that uh, the death of the dad hit way harder than I thought it was going to. They did a great job with that. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. The sister broke me. Ugh. Oh, yeah. But literally, like, oh. when he was having that vision and he walked into the room of candles, I was like, motherfucker. Uh, I, oh, I, I was that. like, god damn it. Uh, that's so good. Here it we go. It, it made it so much worse. I was watching it with my dad, too. Like, yeah. I, Man, I don't know what it is about candles. They get the waterworks going. Yeah. That was great. I'm trying to think of what no. else. No, that was great. Though. I, I really oh. felt like they did a good job fleshing out that relationship. Yeah, and also I I kind of I kind of love just the whole aspect of how the family is just like such a big cheerleader for Jaime in so many points. Like yeah. he goes in for the job interview and they're like honking yeah, the funny. horn, like oh my god, like so like I I can name so many times where like my parents or like my family in general have done stuff like that. Like literally, I'm on my way to buy books over at my college dormitory in the bookstore and then all of a sudden like you know my parents are like ah oh, he's going to college go first get check where they go to college and i'm like oh my god okay 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 or if like, anything happens then all of a sudden like all your aunts and uncles know already they're like okay. like how do you know this already because it's already like oh this good thing happened and like everyone's texting each other and they know everyone knows in like five seconds <laughs> oh yeah no like like when me and jen got engaged all of a sudden it just I, I've gotten texts from people I've never even known had cell phones before in my family. Like my my grandmother, my grandfather. I'm like, wait, who is this? Like I literally text like new phone. Who's this? Is and then he just texts like a like giant question marks, and I'm like, uh, and then so I text my mom like, who are these numbers right here? And then she lists them all off, and I'm like. Oh my God! You you guys really do just work like a hive mind. It's it's the last of us. Well, love is a powerful thing. There you go. I did yeah. like too that um, one of the turning points in the movie is when Jaime gets kidnapped, essentially, 
And I think this is one of the things that I thought was unique to a superhero movie is because they're leaning in so much on the family aspect. It was that they needed to go help him and he genuinely did need their help as opposed to the other way around, which I feel is what you usually see in superhero movies. So I like that Mm -hmm. they leaned into that and, you know, came up with a plan to go get him. And that bug copter was fucking hilarious as well oh yeah the bug yeah. <laughs> yeah, you literally saw it like stab a guy i was like pg-13 yeah huh? i, like, I oh. know i think yeah. Greg was as like, long as oh, there's shit. not blood i guess yeah <laughs> <laughs> he just got a little stabbed and like shook off you know yeah a little stabby well, stab well, a little stabby stab <laughs> well <laughs> well george lopez in the movie he, he doesn't like batman remember batman's yeah, a, fascist. a fascist yeah, yeah. <laughs> which which anybody that's complaining about that Get over yourselves. Like, seriously, go read The Dark Knight Returns and tell me he's not a freaking fascist or terrorist. All right. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, but I'm curious, though, like, what do you guys think of, like, the Blue Beetle look and design? You know, kind of like the uh, the visual appeal of the character, we'll say. What do you guys think of that? I was about to say that um, it's it's very much in tune with the rebirth version of the suit where it actually feels like a symbiotic thing that can talk to Jaime. It's very much kind of venomish, but with an alien, if that makes sense. And mm-hmm. like combine venom with a little bit of green lantern. And that's what you get with the blue beetle where it's like, Oh, he, he, he just can't, he just can't put this on. You have to be chosen. And I thought, I thought it was really interesting with the look and the design that they tried to, that they went with. Not that they tried to. They they did a great job with it. But um I did like the little the little small little design feature where the mouth will move independently and it almost just kind of feels like it's like two pieces on the mask itself. And mm-hmm. I thought that was actually kind of like a, a a cool little feature that we've not seen with like one of those symbiotic suits. So I thought it was really cool. I thought discovering all the different forms of the powers, I thought that was really cool as well. I did feel that they could have gone a little further with it, knowing what he can do in the comics. But overall, I, I, I thought the look was really great. And a lot of the stuff that they shot was practical. So, yeah, absolutely. I thought they did a great job with the look. You said okay. Green Lantern. Did you mean Green Goblin? No, no, uh, no, gr- no, green- no I think okay. Green Lantern, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, because Green Lantern is the one that has the ring that chooses him. Yeah, plus, oh, like, he can also, oh, like, create anything okay, he wants. Okay, okay. Very similar to Green Lantern. Exactly. But, see, yeah. like, that's the thing that also bothered me was that I felt like the same problem I had with Green Lantern and, like, the powers they showed in that movie is very similar here where the possibilities are endless and you can do so much with it. And I feel like they never really tapped into that. And I get it's his origin movie and he's still learning how to use his, you know, abilities and whatnot. But, like, I felt like visually they could have done some way cooler stuff than him creating a really big sword. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what? Some had, swords and some shields, I think that was yeah. it. Yeah. I was like, you come know what? on. So, uh, swords and some shields, but what he really needed to do was make a giant chunkla, right? <laughs> I'm shocked that we didn't get some sort of reference to the chunkla in this movie. Maybe that was um, a little hi, too... Uh, I'm in the back of the room. What's that? <laughs> oh, you really Chunkla's a sandal, and it's a very oh, okay. stereotypical that you would get spanked with a chunkla when you were younger. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That if Like, honestly, if you guys want to keep kids in line, it is a very successful 
teaching tool. <laughs> if you might, you wow, might so know. you're condoning uh, violence against children. Good to I know we have that belt. on the record. Only with the chancla. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't even get the chancla. I got the belt half of the time. I was I was a horrible child when I was younger. Oh, oh me, too. Time, me too. There was one time my mom spanked me with my own shoe, and that was just such insult to injury. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm going to use your own shoe to spank you with. Jesus. Yeah. Irony. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my lord. Uh, I did like how they uh, showed the progression of the suits. I thought that was very cool. Um, Because I was like, okay, we got this new version of Blue Beetle, and it's been done before. Um, Which is weird that there was no mention of it before, because I feel like George Lopez went in there, and he's like, oh, yeah, the Blue Beetle, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, wait, you think he would have, like, put two and two together that it was also the Blue Beetle that his nephew was turning into, so, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. maybe, maybe. You know, it's, that's, that's among the things that I, that I'm just kind of like, you need to take a big leap of faith with the family in certain points. And we'll talk about that when I get to my negatives. But, I mean, I I thought it was a cool little thing where they're like, oh, here's the old Blue Beetle suit in the background. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, this character has existed existed for so long. And that was what his um, pre-crisis look actually looked like. And that's what comic book artists back in the 80s actually thought, oh, this is what an alien suit looks like back in the day. (laughs) I did like that they explained it It was, you know... uh because he never found the scarab uh that this was like the best he could do he's like well i'll just like make it with my own technology and make my own suits so mm-hmm. very hank pym right <laughs> yeah that, that was literally what i was about to say i like, felt very <laughs> hank pym <laughs> there, but, but but here's the thing is that there are so many parallels to ant-man in this yeah movie. i know literally that's it's all like... i was thinking the entire time i was like this is absolutely like just like a different version of ant-man <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness but i mean I, th- I think we I think we've gushed about this movie quite a bit and like honestly yeah, I think but the thing is like like we're not none of us is saying that this movie is not good and is not worth seeing I think we're all kind of in agreement so far that we're like you know what it was an enjoyable time go see it on on the big screen and I think we need to I think we need to talk about the other big elephants in the room. <laughs> I mean, yes. I think ultimately yes. it's a good movie, okay superhero movie. Yeah, you know? it's an okay superhero yeah. movie, fun like family movie though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, it feels like it feels more akin to like what Sky High would have been like way back when in the day where it's like, you know, we're, we're not going to really focus on the villain Sky too High much. Reference. Okay. I love oh, Sky High. I right? I'm just didn't see that coming. All right, Andres, tell all your negatives. Get it out of the way. Okay. No, my, my biggest negative is, okay, so you have George Lopez. Um, pretty much a tech wizard that can hijack the camera in this building that he's never been in before and also can pilot this giant blue beetle ship that, I don't know, I, some of that stuff just kind of felt like, Oh man, this character can do a little too much, and it kind of feels like I don't know. It, it, it kind of feels like I needed to take a big leap of faith. Especially, I, I would have bought it more had the grandmother been able to do it. Because again, she she talks about oh all the things I've done in my past. You guys don't even know. So I thought that would have been an interesting thing to do. But yeah, uh, the George Lopez stuff kind of got me going. Wait, a minute, he's this big like tech wizard with all this stuff, and I'm like. I don't know. That weirdly okay. didn't bother me. I don't know. I, don't yeah. know. I mean, the Blue Beetle, 
uh, him flying it didn't bother me. I will say the whole, uh, like, I don't know, what, jamming the cameras or whatever, it did feel a little bit like when no one knew what the internet was in the 90s. They were like, (laughs) I'm hacking into the system and I'm doing this. And it's like, no, that doesn't, none of that makes sense. So him just having this weird thing that twirls and it like jams on the cameras just felt, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know, felt a little too generic i guess but that was the only thing him in general being a tech like whiz guy it made sense to me because he was so against like the government and like they're all watching us and you know all that (laughs) stuff so i think for me it it, that felt fine okay but i feel like we need to address the biggest problem in this movie at least in my opinion Mm -hmm. (sighs) i mean sandra bullock jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) no sandra bullock is the one who's about to lose her oscar susan sarandon (laughs) my word it's like they took every cliche generic villain trait and gave her that and made the most boring villain i have ever seen well not ever seen but at least it's up there for me that in a comic book movie in quite some time she's awful oh. and her henchmen who they try to like flesh out at the very last minute also super uninteresting <laughs> just yeah. anytime they're on screen it is so boring i'm not gonna lie i didn't realize she was in the movie till like i was about to see the movie um, again, maybe I just wasn't paying uh, close enough attention to the trailers, but I also think they didn't really push her as the villain in the trailers. It w- kind of made it seem like the other guy instead. And again, like you said, it was it was very generic. Just, yeah, and and, uh, and honestly, like this is the one trope that I hate in every single superhero movie is when you have the hero and you develop him as this you know mid capable uh mid capable person with this brand new suit and then the villain is just some guy who has a better version of that suit or or is just like a carbon copy i mean there's so many of them as much as i love black panther it's like man eric killmonger wearing just another black panther suit i i just I don't know. I disconnect from that really easily. Like I'm talking about like, you know, um, Ant-Man and uh, Yellow Jacket as well, too. Same exact thing. It's like, oh, come on. Can we stop just like Iron Man? (laughs) I know. Yeah. See, here's the thing. That's why that's why whenever we get the the comic book movies like freaking like Civil War, like when we get, you know, something like The Dark Knight, where all of a sudden, you know, you're building up to a finale and then the, the antagonist that you're that you're supposed to be going up against isn't exactly what what they're making it out to be and then you know it turns into a little bit of a game where the antagonist is trying to outsmart the hero who's so overpowered and with this i just kind of felt like that was a missed opportunity with this i mean granted it's oh my god and also the writing too on susan sarandon's character is like i'm doing this for the greater good and i'm like oh jesus christ and then there was a slight glimmer with um with her with her henchman the second he pulls up the um the, the little locket, and then you see a boy and his mom on there, and I'm like, you know what? If you lose your family, you will be willing to do some really horrid shit, and then you find out, oh, no, that's just him and his mom, and I'm like, ah, okay. Yeah. I don't know. It didn't hit me nearly they as were, much as when I thought it was his his son and his, yeah. his wife. Yeah. yeah, they were almost there. I think I would have uh, appreciated it more also if it wasn't like, she kidnapped him when he was a child and like all I just these feel like things. it just would have worked better a if it wasn't the whole mom thing and b if they like sprinkled flashbacks in yes. throughout 
Yes. Like any time like he was on screen, maybe there's something that reminds him of some memory and it kind of like it slowly builds his backstory up until that moment where Jaime is about to kill him. And then he kind of gets that like flooding of memories where like then it brings it home. It's just like at the last second, they just try to like flesh him out in about two minutes. I'm like, no, I'm not buying it. Fuck you. <laughs> like, yeah. no, nice try to flesh out this villain. It's not and working. I, I think it would, maybe it was this way and I just didn't catch it. But I think it would have also been better if it was like she somehow made him forget all that stuff. And then he's suddenly like, oh, shit, like I'm I, this was not my life before. Like I actually used to be, you know, a good guy, blah, blah, blah. I think that would have been better than yeah. him just being like, oh, yeah, sad. Yeah, yeah no, no, like, in, instead do the Alex Murphy thing where where his his memories are completely wiped. He's doing stuff that he normally would not do, and he's becoming just this machine whose identity has been stripped from him. And that could have, that you could have gone so many thematic ways with that, where um, Jaime Reyes' whole entire thing is about the identity that he has with his family. And you have this character that has no identity apart from himself and apart from Susan Sarandon, but also everything about Susan Sarandon just felt like, man, I'm, I'm sorry, but you will never in a million years get me to believe that, that, <laughs> that was called that, uh, her and, um, her and the love interest are related that they're the, that, that she was like, I'm your aunt. And I'm like, no, no, nah. no, nah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but and in, in also the other thing too is that the action sequences are fairly generic as well yeah. too. Like, it, pro probably the one that that really kind of surprised me was again all the stuff with the family kind of really surprised me. But it doesn't necessarily mean like I'd be like, oh my god, it's so fucking good, it's so hilarious. It's just like, oh no, that they, they kind of did something a little different there, but. Whenever it's Blue Beetle and his villain, it just felt so Iron Man 2-ish. Yeah. And, and I don't know if, yeah. um, maybe it was just me, but there were moments I had a hard time understanding the suit. Uh, I felt like I definitely needed captions for some moments. Well, we know you just need captions in general. Yeah. <laughs> that captions. I do. You that live I for do. captions. But still, I would like to understand what the fuck is happening in the movie. There were a lot of times with the suit where I was like, eh, did not understand mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Fine then. Whatever. <laughs> I feel like we're just like, yeah, we're, I'm done. <laughs> no, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, what did you guys think of the, did you guys see the mid credit scene? Did you stick around mm -hmm. for that? What did you guys think of that little tease? Oh. I thought that was yeah. cool. I, I mean, listen, I really hope that they're going to bring everyone back. I really hope that we get another one of these. If they do, I think there's a lot to explore with that. Uh, but, you know, I think... I want a Black Panther-esque in the sense of, like, this big thing for our, you know, people uh, in the next mm -hmm. one. Instead of it being just so lackluster with the superhero part of it. So if they can tie that in and do it right, then I'll be excited for it. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I mean, I just, I just have this gut feeling that he's going to be more of a ensemble member going forward considering how the movie just hasn't really been doing well financially it only made like 25 million dollars this past weekend so the chances of it getting a sequel aren't terrific yeah. um yeah so i mean we'll see maybe streaming and you know home video will help but i i don't really see them green lighting like a bigger sequel especially considering that this one is not doing so hot and it sucks because two of my favorite characters that 
been that are like debuting this year, you know, Jaime Reyes and freaking um, Cara L in in The Flash. I mean, both both those performances are so fucking solid, and they're both really great in representation. And it really sucks that we might not get them back. And uh, because of the box office, but goddamn, it's just it just really goes to show you that honestly. Uh, as 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 much as you can try to steer a ship, it's it's going down. Uh, and, and I'm talking about the DC universe right now. I think what needed to happen was they needed to put this movie on a shelf and put Aquaman two on a shelf and just wait and just wait until Superman Legacy comes out. So yeah, I mean yeah. we could talk about that all day. <laughs> we could talk about the, <laughs> the DC universe all day. But uh, to wrap things up here, what would we give this one out of uh, five pints? What would we give this one why don't you go first tom you always go last all mm. right i'd give it three out of five your turn Andres, <laughs> i would give it i was kind of going back and forth on this but i think ultimately at the end of the day i settled on a three out of five because there was so much to love about it but there's also equally as much yeah. that's very that's very generic it's someone i mean like someone said it's it's almost like it's almost like pizza. At the end of the day, it, you know, despite whatever kind of pizza you're getting, at the end of the day, pizza's still pizza and it's still good. So, I mean, for for this, it wasn't a bad time at the movies. It was definitely very very generic, but generic can also be good. Formula can be good, but I feel for a regular audience, this might play a little better, but the problem is, is that the audience has been going to see these comic book movies every every year and every month it feels all old hat and this might feel fresher to somebody who's not nearly as familiar with comic book movies so i would say it's definitely worth seeing and definitely um Sholo's performance is fantastic in the movie as well so you know i i i would definitely say there's a lot to love about this movie but there's also equally as much to kind of criticize about it as well would you give it a go? three three out of five uh, let me see, let me see. I'm stuck between three and three and a half. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go I'll go three pints and a shot. I'll, I'll, I'll cheat a little bit. So what, like three and a quarter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> three and a quarter. All right, okay. Three and a shot of beer. All right, you've heard it here, folks. Um, it's like a, uh, I guess like a mild recommendation from us where like there's fun to be had here and I think it's worth at least seeing once. Um, so give it a shot. Let us know what you think of it in the comments section below. Definitely curious to hear what you think of Blue Beetle. I had a much better time with this movie than I did with Flash. So Ugh. that's yeah. yeah, I can definitely say it's, that. It's, I can definitely uh, say for, that. For, for, for me, out of all of DC's offerings this year, it's better than Flash. It's better than Shazam. And there you go. Just to put it into context. I don't know why offerings just sound so funny to me. Offerings. Here the offerings. Go. DC's <laughs> offerings this year. <laughs> Give me some great. But uh, speaking of DC and the Snyderverse, you know, when Aquaman 2 comes out, that should be the conclusion of the Snyderverse, the last little, you know, uh, bookend to that whole saga. And it got me thinking, uh, got us thinking about, like, what our favorite Snyderverse movie was. It's been a wildly inconsistent saga. There's been good movies, bad movies, okay movies. So I challenged Nancy and Andres and myself to pick our favorite out of all of the Snyderverse films. So I'm going to have Nancy go first. What do you think is your favorite Snyderverse movie? Uh, I'm going to go with The Suicide Squad because... Which one? The Suicide Squad. Ah, yes. There you go. Yeah. Oh, look, I don't know. 
I don't know. Everyone's got different tastes. Yeah, you didn't know. Exactly. (laughs) All right, Andres. Get it together. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Show. Mostly because my brain is tired and I can't go through all the fucking movies in my head and think of them all. So I'm pretty sure that's my favorite. But that one one was a lot of fun. I did not have high expectations after the first one, obviously. Uh Um, It was dumb. It was stupid in the best ways possible. And I liked it. So I'm going to go with that one. Suicide Squad. Okay. Um, I guess I'll go second this time. I'm going to play with the expectations out there. Um, for me, like I definitely gave it a little bit of thought. You know, I did have the Suicide Squad up there. But for me, I think the movie uh, that I tend to revisit the most and the one I think has, that has grown on me the most since I first initially saw it is the first Man of Steel movie. I think that it is a extremely good superhero movie it's a different take on the character that i really like um i think henry cavill was just born to boy superman it's just a shame how they handled him and the character but i think it's a really good origin story i think it's visually dazzling it really makes you feel like what it would be like to watch you know these otherworldly beings fight and also there's a really great human story here at the center as well and not all of it works it's a little bit too long but i think it has a lot of heart it's got a lot of great visual thrills um and i think cavill really brings it home and snyder you know directs the shit out of this thing and it every time i watch it i find some new things i like about it and it grows on me more and more and i just think you know the snyderverse started off with a bang and i just felt like we never really reached those heights afterward at least in my mind and yeah i'm gonna go with man of steel yeah I will have to agree with you, Tom. Whoa. I mean, come on. There's so much Man of Steel shit behind me right now. Oh, I, I, I totally I, forgot that song. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what's your favorite Zack Snyder movie? Hmm. If you just went on a rant about how you hated Man of Steel, and then I noticed that, we would have some words. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, but I will say that the first time I saw Man of Steel as a, mass, as a massive Superman fan, uh-huh. I was kind of a little let down by certain things, but then over the years with rewatches, that movie movie has grown on me so much so to the point where it took some big swings and you never see a swing like that from any superhero movie much less a comic book movie in general i mean like some of the things that they were attempting in that movie i mean marvel would never even come close with it with a 10-foot pole with with some of the stuff that they did in man of steel but yeah it's I, i i fully agree with you i think cavill was the biggest standout i think uh, I think the studio failed him. Uh, Cavill is Superman off screen as much as he is on screen. And I think that that was just such squandered potential. And that first movie was such a great base that I think everything is built off of that. But what the problem is, Warner Brothers just became very, just became very, um, very, for lack of a better word, uh, um, reactive with their like man steel did not cross uh uh 800 million oh my god we gotta we gotta do something gotta put batman in there you know what i mean but yeah it's it's one of those that has grown so much over time the cast is perfect everything about it is great until you get to the third act where you get to the destruction of metropolis but i really love that they brought it back in uh, Batman versus Superman. They kept when, bringing it back. <laughs> well, they kept bringing it back. I mean, they they, 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 back they the wanted, Flash. My God, they can't let go. Yeah. Of it. <laughs> but but it, it was a big event. It was it I was know, the like, how many times yeah, do you but, see some beam go boom? <laughs> <laughs> but but it was but it was but it was um it was the Shatari attack on on uh, New York at the end of Avengers. Yeah. I mean, it was, was the big too. thing. <laughs> <laughs> where they called Tom's it the like incident for years. Yeah, like I'm, that not, I'm not defending Marvel. Annoying. I didn't like that they had to keep going back to it too. 
<laughs> yeah. But but I will say, um, yeah, no, Man of Steel, I think, is is fantastic. I mean, right right at number two, I think it would be Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. I don't care yeah. how long it is. No, it is. It's such a fundamentally different, better movie. Yeah. And it really does get and it really does show exactly why sometimes a long runtime is not necessarily a bad thing. You get to develop more of these characters and they're so much more better on paper. But um I really love the Suicide Squad as well too. I mean, yeah. come on, King Shark. King Shark is like my favorite thing. One of my favorite things in the DCU ever. Okay, you can't just <laughs> name all the movies you like. That's not the game, Andres. Well, no, he he everybody made it, he, he, made, he made it very clear that it was Man of Steel. He just we're allowed to name other ones we like. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but uh, definitely let us know in the comments what your favorite Snyderverse movie is. Give us your top three. Go wild. Go ape shit. Uh, let us know in the comment section below what you think of the trailer for Maestro, what you think of Blue Beetle, if you did happen to see it, and what your favorite Snyderverse movie is. We want to know. Leave them in the comments. We always love reading those comments. And before we head on out, where can the fine people find you both on the interwebs? We'll start with Nancy. Find me at PL underscore Band-Aid on Twitter and Instagram. And also go head on over to Passion Fruit on YouTube to go watch Nerd Chronic do the Into the Reactorverse, where he uh, interviews all the reactors on YouTube. Whoop, whoop. All right. Andres? You can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram as Galagos. You can also find me on Twitch.tv as Galagos209. You can also find me on the High Voltage uh, Media YouTube channel, where we just posted up our, I mean, we posted up probably about a month and a half ago, our Texas Chainsaw um, retrospective on the original versus the remake. And I bring that up now because everyone's talking about Texas Chainsaw, not that PS5 game just came out, which is fantastic. And I'm having a blast playing that game. Um, but also you can find me on the Let's Get Ready Network uh, YouTube channel. Me and Jen just appeared and we did an episode where we talked to our friends Fares and Adelia for about an hour and a half about pretty much just it was a string of it was a string of consciousness conversation. It was it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and that one went up on Friday, so you can go ahead and check it out then. Awesome. Uh, and if you guys want to follow me on the interwebs, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Chattelbash, and you can find me on Facebook and YouTube at Chattelbash Reviews. And of course, you can find all of us here on the Film on Tap podcast, where we've got the tap that never runs out. Thank you for tuning in. Whether you watch this episode or listen to it, we appreciate it. And we will see you on the next episode of Film on Tap, where we've got the tap that never runs out. See you guys. Bye.